Della Vadova. Prigioni with the steal. Paul's trying to beat him off the dribble. This, this second half of the season, he's been picking it up big time. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys saw his 60-point uh, game. Bro, he had 56, like, into, like at the end of the third or mid-third. Remember, I was at work, and it was just, like, Talents ending the quarter with 56. I'm like, this dude's going to go for 70. He didn't, but, like, this this team, it just fits so well with Edwards, with Beasley, with Towns. Um, they have, like, just the right amount of defenders around them. Pat Beverly's been playing really good, too. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, he's not Defensive Player of the Year. I don't I hate that narrative. <laughs> he said he's, Wait, there's a narrative of that. Okay, so Patrick Beverly tweeted out. Um, so I'm averaging like a steal and a block as a guard, and I'm not defensive player of the year, but he's like I should be in the consideration for that. And he went on the JJ Redick podcast and said that, and then like he's saying, oh, if like Chris Paul or Steph Curry averaged just a steal and a block, uh, they'd be looked at as defensive player of the year, guys. I'm like, first of all, no, they wouldn't. And also, they're averaging like 20-plus points. He, Pat Bev's averaging, what, like seven points or something? Um, but, no, yeah, he's been really good for the Timberwolves, though, in general. And, like, yeah, I don't know if they're – are they legit this year? No, I, I don't see them beating Memphis, but they are definitely trending upwards. I just mm-hmm. hope and pray that the front office doesn't mess this up this time. What do you think they need? Oh, they need a legit, like – they need Jared Vanderbilt to be more like they need Jared Vanderbilt to have Draymond's IQ on defense. For sure. To so be able to like, like they need a legitimate defender. Like not he's a little raw still, Vanderbilt. But they need someone who can hit their shots when they're wide open consistently, which he's working on. And they need someone who can uh like defend, but in a more tactical way the other the team's best player and they didn't i think they need perimeter, a legit perimeter defender too because like edwards and delo those guys are they're going on defense but they're not really i wouldn't call them defenders you know mm. so then those guys i mean the thing is is like if you i guess who would you you have like a guy in mind like who you would go <sighs> after i know this is like not on the docket but i yeah. am curious i would say if they could get like nick batum like a, a 3 and d wing or like covington might work too I was about to say Covington. Um, Covington. Yeah. Too. I just don't think it's possible, especially yeah, with the Clippers situation. Yeah. The Clippers are definitely going to keep him because it just fits yeah. them so well. Yeah. PJ Tucker will be cool too. I'm not even arguing that they just need time. Like you were just saying before, like I'm looking at the, the advanced stats on NBA.com. They're sixth in offense and 11th in defense. Like mm. with Towns, D'Angelo Russell, Anthony Edwards, <coughs> Vanderbilt, they're all on what? Under like 25. Well, I think Towns might be like Towns might be like 26, 27. Yeah, I think, I think yeah. Towns is the oldest one, but he's the even yeah, still young. young. Yeah, yeah, he's still yeah young. that's still so young. He's twenty six. Yeah, this is his prime though. So Nick, what do you think? You just think it's just time. It's just think time. I mean, I think you can never have enough three and D players if they want to bring in some more shooters. I think that's great. If they want to bring in other more lockdown defenders, that's great. I just think like you're saying. Towns is, is their oldest player in like their core at 26. You know, let's see what, what happens to Anthony Edwards and see what, what, what Vanderbilt turns into. Chris Finch is his first year is doing a stellar job. I, let's see what happens in a year or two without, without rocking the boat too much. I, I think they're going to be in a much better position. Hmm. I think I agree too. Like, I think I, I, I agree with uh, Logan that I think they definitely needed a better, better wing defender at the four. So mm-hmm. that way, they, 
you know, it's hard to find those Evan Mobley type guys, like that guy who can like kind of play center, but kind of matches up really well with perimeter players. But if they can find somebody in that type of mold, I think that'd be perfect. And the guy who can also be able to hit that outside shot for them. So that way he's not like clogging up the paint for like, you know, Towns or, or Anthony Edwards mm-hmm. as, he, as he drives in. I'm not gonna lie. I, I kind of disagree with uh, the Evan Mobley take for the, the um, Timberwolves only because like Towns is, He's playing good defense, but he's still a very slow-footed big. You, I feel like for their for them, you need a four who can like who's a little undersized to make up for like that speed. So like you can get out of transition. And Mobley's like I'm not saying Mobley's not quick, but I'm saying like I think I'd rather have like a Vanderbilt, someone who's a little bit like stronger and quicker uh, for then, the size that he's at. So then in your scenario, that means it, it just fits more with what Nick was saying. Then you just have to give Vanderbilt time yeah. to become that guy then. But they also do need, like, either Vanderbilt or someone to defend the perimeter. Like, I don't think Vanderbilt would be that because that's just not his game. He's just more like uh, like an effort defender. They need someone who's, like, legitimately, like, a good defender. Like, um, in terms of, like, uh, like that Kawhi and Paul George type. You know, someone who will actually get you to steal, not, like, an off-ball steal or, like, some kind of hustling play. Yeah. So, like, I guess Caruso is not a bad option, too, if you can find an example. Like if you had if you were in a lineup of like Caruso, uh, D'Lo, and like Edwards as your one, two, and three, I think that and like Vanderbilt Towns, they'd be significantly better. I think. Yeah, who's who did you say? Who was the other guy who starts with them? I said Batum, but then now I'm thinking about it, like like just a, a two a, a two way like defensive player is what I mean. Well, two ways defensive. But... Who is the guy that the starts with them though? Who's the other guy? It's D'Lo. It's D'Lo. Um, it's D'Lo. And um, Gilo and Beverly. Beverly, that's who it is. Okay, I keep forgetting Beverly starts. For some reason, I always see he's always like he's like kind of an injury prone player too. Now that I think about it, it misses all the uh, physicality. I don't know if you throw in shade or not. I mean, a little bit. I, I I like Patrick Beverly. If he's on my team, I'm excited about it. But if he's on the other team, I'm like fuck that guy. Yeah. Yeah, it's the same feeling you get about Draymond Green, man. It's the 100%. same feeling, yeah. I've never hated Draymond, actually. I'm not going to lie. I just always found him a funny, like, funny on the court. Even when he kicked Stephen Adams in the nuts? <laughs> like, that, was a, that was a dick move, but I never – I didn't hate him. Today, so. <laughs> he, it's not like an accident. <laughs> no, no, he I know. lined it up his foot and went all no. the way. But like Logan is endorsing it. kicking people in the nuts is what I'm hearing. No, 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 no. I, I think, okay, if he got away with it, I would hate him, but he didn't. So, like. He no, didn't he didn't get, get away with it. No, he, got a, he got a technical, didn't he? Yeah, but that's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it added up in the finals. The final, the final. Yeah, that's because it was against LeBron. That's no, no, why. But, yeah, but then he got a tech. And then because he got so many techs, he got suspended. He got suspended for a game. So the right. text added up. Everyone counted. <laughs> can't keep getting away with this. <laughs> Dude, I still can't believe he... It's still crazy to think to this day that Draymond Green is one of the reasons they ended up losing that 3-1 lead. <laughs> in the finals, because he kicks up nuts. Hey, man, you got to control yourself. Oh, clearly can't. Uh, all right. Um... The Pelicans. The Pelicans. There's a been risers. Been risers. CJ McCollum has has shown that he's clearly worked out for this team. 
B.I., oh, man. man. Oh, man. Can I pull up these stats for B.I.? Oh, man. Brandon Ingram, man, he has been on an absolute freaking tear. 22 points, five, 5.7 rebounds, five assists. Like, he's just been phenomenal for this team when he plays, man. I know – I think he's missed a couple of games, though, right? In the – he's uh, – I forgot when he – he got injured for a little bit. But I know yeah. for, for a little bit he – like, he was, he was just straight killing it. He was just been a mm. – I think the last game he played was against Denver, and he had 38 points. On good efficiency too. He had his uh, what is he? He was for fifty percent from the field. I don't know. I Dude, just I love this Pelicans young core. Yeah, it's too bad Zion's not out on it. Uh, this is the next season, man. Yeah, he's on the team. Nick, but he'll be there. <laughs> thoughts about the Pel- uh, Pelicans? Yeah, I, I have. Uh, I don't know. A, a potentially hot take. Uh, I don't. I don't think. Zion or uh, or Brandon Ingram fit, you know. I, I don't think they, they can coincide together. Uh-huh. I, 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 as, as, as I think they both should be playing the four, and are both relatively ball dominant players. So maybe Zion not playing and end up forcing himself out is a good thing for them in the long run. I don't know. Letting Brandon Ingram flourish and be the player he, he's meant to be. He's only twenty four, which feels weirdly young considering how long he's in, in the league and. Mm-hmm. I think this last stretch has been awesome. I think CJ McCollum has been a really good fit for them. And maybe just building around Brandon Ingram might just be better in the long run for the Pelicans. Herb Jones. I want to throw some yeah. uh, some uh, praise for Herb Jones, man. Second round pick. You see that, Thibs? You can play kids, man. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> anyway, um, so, uh, Logan, do you – I'll ask the same similar question to you that I asked uh, you previously about Minnesota. What does this team need to get to the next stage? What do they need? Because right now they're surging and they figure out some stuff here and there. They need Zion to be healthy, bro. That's really, um, (laughs) I think CJ Zion and Ingram can be such a nasty trio. Um, CJ, the only thing that concerns me with him is just, he's a little older for the, the core. But I'm sure they can replace CJ and Jonas like in the future. But I think CJ's been proving that. Remember, remember how he was always averaging like 26, 27 to start the season. Then you know he get injured and come back averaging like 22 or something. And then um, now he's he's I think he's averaging like 26 points on like almost he's averaging 2.93s made a game, which is really good. Yeah. Um, I think his role is definitely going to be the one that's going to be tarnished the most between two of them. And Nick, I actually disagree with you. I think Ingram and Zion do work together. I was because... just, I was about to say, like, <laughs> as soon as you started your thought, I was like, oh, he's coming up. <laughs> um, no, I think, I think Ingram uh, should be the number one handler. Like, I think he's just a better um, shot creator than Zion is. But I think Ingram and Zion could be like, like a one-two punch that's mm. and um that's pretty good now one thing i will say though they definitely need like a center that could play defense because for Jonas, ingram uh uh zion mccollum those guys can't defend and herb jones can't be your only defender you know like i think steven adams would fit this team a lot better than Jonas does right now do you think that like someone like a Miles Turner would be like perfect for them. Ooh, they, that means, yes. Yeah. I think with that team, they kind of need the 
with two guys that are like pretty reliant on getting their points in the paint with BI with his mid-range game and Zion going to the rim constantly to get his points, I just think that like it's probably better for them to have like a floor spacing five in order to be able to operate at the mass maximum uh, efficiency possible on offense. So I maybe Miles Turner, but like I don't know. They had a chance. I wouldn't be like I'm very shocked they didn't go after him. Like at all, like it's not yeah. like they don't like the ammunition to go after. They can go after realistically. They can go after almost anybody they want. But who who would they trade for Miles Turner though? Like to the to uh, Indiana. I think they would just give him picks. I think they I think they think that like Indiana would just like swap. Maybe they would just give them Valanciunas and then just as is the salary, mm-hmm. as the salary uh, matcher, and just give them like they can give them whatever picks they want, bro. Their pick. Oh my God! I forgot that Laker pick is going to be good this year. Isaiah Jackson. Oh yeah. wow, that's wild. Oh, you mean yeah, <laughs> you, you, you keep forgetting that Laker pick is going to be good this year? Wait, they had the Lakers for this year's draft, twenty twenty two. They got two first rounders for that for the trade. So they got they have they gave up their own first round pick, but they have for for the AD trade, but they have they have um, the Lakers pick. And the Lakers, it's Wait, weird. you said the, the AD trade. The the Pelicans. I'm sorry. I think you're talking about Indiana. No, I was no, no, say, no, no, no. Indiana, I'm saying Indiana like the had Pelicans. The Lakers. Okay, guys. Indiana had the Lakers pick last year, and that's when they got Jackson. I thought you meant um, – my bad. No, 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 no. Yeah, you're good. New but Orleans yeah. says, oh, damn, yeah, you're right. They have, I think it's weird. I think it's like – I forgot what the, the connotations of, like, uh, the pick protection because it can either swing towards – it either swings towards – New Orleans or it swing towards Memphis. One of the two. I think it's swinging more towards New Orleans though this year. The okay. protections, but I mean, either way, the Lakers ain't getting there. So, uh, I mean, I am. I will say this: if the Pelicans could like package picks and trade up, they could draft. Like, I don't know if you guys are know familiar with uh, Jalen Duran in college. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Is that the? He's, uh, I forgot what's. He's like a paint, a rim protector. He's in um Memphis. I want to say. Oh yeah, yeah Memphis, 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 Memphis. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> they lost to Duncan but yeah, um, I think he fits their team a lot better than like Jonas does. He's young. He plays defense. He can't really shoot though. That's the only issue. But other than that, and he's, I think he fits better. Yeah, but don't you need that center to shoot? Um, I mean, I you don't need him. I prefer if you do. Like if ter- if you get Miles Turner, that'd be that'd be like the best case scenario. But if you have perimeter players that can shoot, so like McCollum, Herb Jones, and Ingram, I think you're fine. Because those three are pretty good at shooting threats. At least Herb Jones, I'm hoping he becomes more of a shooting threat. I, I think he will be. I think he's gonna yeah. be fine. Uh, any he has other the tools? Th- yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say. Any other thoughts about um about them? Before we move, well, on. I was wrong. I was. I mean, I don't know if I was wrong about them because I had them at like a seven seed, but I had them like maybe going higher. But that was when we thought Zion was going to be healthy. Because remember, we didn't get the report about Zion's injury until like right before the season started. Uh, don't trust NBA teams, please. Do not trust NBA teams and their injury reports. They lie to us. Tell us how you really feel, Steve. Oh my God, yo! David <laughs> Griffin told us that Zion would be ready opening day. Opening day, the lies, man, the lies. I'm sick of it. Don't believe these teams, man. 
we're in conspiracy world. Kawhi Leonard, <laughs> Kawhi Leonard, and Paul George are coming back. They've been ready. They've been ready the whole time. The whole opening night, they were ready. They, they were ready. No. They were ready. Uh, not playing yet. I'd like to move it on to uh, the two. The two. Um, what's it called? These two topics, which. Uh, I, you guys added, well, I think it was uh, Nick, you added these two, right? I and did the, add these, yes. So I'd like, to, I'll let you lead. This is your two topics. Yeah, well, we, yeah, we put them together. Since it's just Nick stuff. Uh, as, as Nick's fans, we've had a, a pretty awful fucking season. Uh, so the only really bright spots, I, I think, for, at least for me, post like All-Star break, has have been RJ Barrett and uh, Emmanuel Quickly. So let me read you their stat lines over the last month. Uh, for the last month, uh, RJ Barrett's 26 points, six rebounds, four assists, and then quickly is at 15 points, five rebounds, four assists. And at least I didn't watch a lot tonight's game, but I've been tuning into most of these games. And really, the only thing that have been exciting for me has been how good RJ Barrett's been developing and how much better quickly has looked than he did earlier in the season. I think a lot of fans kind of like fell off the quickly train fast. How such a rough start he had to the season. So seeing him look more like the player we had last year, even making more improvements as a, as a, a playmaker and rebounder has been really exciting. Logan? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I really um, – I like the steps that RJ's taken um, so far. Uh, what's it called? He just had, like, a, another double-double, like 20 point, 30 points, 13 rebounds. So, like, he's always been a very good, like, rebounder for a guard and, um, or I guess, wing now. And his playmaking's definitely improved. His his handle looks a lot more crisp, like I predicted yeah. too. Like I, yeah. it's, um, it's very tight. He's like hitting a lot of mid range shots, lots of like uh, going to the rim. I I hate this narrative that he only goes left. People need to just shut the fuck up about that. This man is going right like every game now, bro. There, I remember I had like two coworkers go like, "Oh, he only goes left." I'm like, "Yo, no, he doesn't." <laughs> <laughs> He doesn't though. The casual he goes right. Yeah. He goes left. He goes right. He goes right a lot. I'm um, I'm I'm here for it though. Keep going. Keep give me your give me your hate. Give me give me the give me the hate you have towards your co-workers and how they just nah, nah. they're just <laughs> RJ. Nah, I like nah, hearing nah. your hate, man. No, no, I just hate seeing like that type of ignorance. I'm like, bro, watch these games, bro. He's hitting like Dude, even last year he was going right for like not consistently, but he was going right. Like I don't know if you remember, but last season his very first game he had like twenty six points. I remember like when I was watching the highlights, like I saw four shots, like a contested like right handed layup that like went for an and one and stuff. So I'm like, yo, he goes right. Like, stop. But it's stop. He's <laughs> he's getting respect, which I like. Yeah. He did, like he had that forty six point game. Everyone's been like, yo, yeah, I wouldn't trade him for Dame and all that. I'm like, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm not trading Dame. I'm not trading for Dame. I, oh, yo. So speaking of Dame in Portland, I saw <laughs> predictably, I think it was yesterday, that their uh, Portland was eyeing Jeremy Grant. I was like, this is the savior for the Portland Trailblazers, Jeremy Grant. <laughs> oh, come on, man. Hey, like, but you know what, though? That's a very good direction because he is he is one of the top upper echelons wings that they could go for. Is enough? Is it enough? It's better. I, I mean, it's better than Al Farouk Aminu and like Mo Harkless. Hey man, yeah, I'm sick and tired of the disrespect that St. John's <laughs> finest gets on this podcast. 
I will not stand for it. Yo, where do you average in college? I want to know this now. What, say? <laughs> Bo Harkless? Bo Harkless? <laughs> what, two points? Stop that. No, yeah, he had 15 points. Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yo, 15 points, eight rebounds, 1.6 deals, 1.4 blocks, and two assists. That's actually really good. My homeboy's from Queens. Let's go. But, yeah, but also 21% from three, but we're not going to talk about that. Golf, bro. <laughs> Nick, you should be defending him more than I should. It's your alumni. Yeah, I wasn't there for the Hawkless years, so I, I don't have a strong connection to him, but uh... – Shout out D'Angelo Russell, uh, D'Angelo Harrison, and Sir Dominic Pointer, uh, killing it in a Yo, league Sir Dominic <laughs> He was on the Cavs. I <laughs> That's it. Are those the only guys that made it to the league during your years? I yeah, guess. I think so. And like they're 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 mostly in the G League. Oh my god! <laughs> Damn, Saint John. <laughs> they, they were really fun in college, so I, I'm fine with Pointer. it. I never thought I'd ever hear that name again. Dude, you got to ask Nick about this shit, man. He knows. <laughs> He's with I the didn't even know he went to St. John's, man. I remember I, I looked up Cleveland's roster, and I just looked at the bottom two guys. It was like Jordan McRae and Sir Dominic Corner. I don't know why those names stuck with me. You remember Brandon Hayward? <laughs> <laughs> he was always on the oh, roster. Man. They always used him as salary filler. <laughs> What was he, a small forward or something? I don't know, man. Wait, Haywood or Hayward? No, Haywood. Haywood. Right? I think it was Haywood. Haywood yeah. Yeah. Haywood. Haywood. He, yeah. Yo, he, was, he was nice in, Detroit, in uh, Washington with uh, Gilbert Arenas and all that. Is that before or after that. the, the GAT incident? Um, oh, I don't even know about this incident, actually. The the Gilbert Arenas gun incident? Oh, I think you talking about Brandon Haywood. Oh, no. probably before. Ah, okay. Probably before. <laughs> Um, that's because the roster was on 2K, and I was like, this center is actually pretty good at boxing out. <laughs> that's why you thought he was nice? <laughs> no, his stat, I looked at his stats. He's pretty good, too. Oh, yeah. Like, one point something blocks, 10 points. Like, that's pretty good. Raren Haywood, the salary filler. <laughs> Got to make the cap work. Right. Haywood, put some respect on his name, bro. Where's he at, though? Does he have a ring? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe with Cleveland that one year, probably. This one's for you, Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> he just dunked on Kevin Love last night too. Oh my uh, LeBron. god! Yeah. Did anybody? Did you see that, Nick? Did you get the highlight? Oh yeah, yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Destruction. Man, yeah, ass Brendan... still going to the wedding. <laughs> Brendan Haywood. Oh yeah, so <laughs> Brendan Haywood is a champion. He was on the the Dallas team that beat LeBron. <laughs> Cleveland. This one's for you. And then he goes to join them at them. Let's go. Um, would you, uh, Logan? Do you want to start uh, the things that we were wrong about to wrap up our uh, our recording session? Wait, did we talk about quickly? Uh, I mean, he mentioned. Uh, Sorry, uh, my, Nick, my audio was like iffy, so I missed some of it. Nick mentioned his numbers. If you want to mention quickly, you can go ahead. No, no, I was going to say the same thing he said, basically. Right, if there's anything, is it, there's not anything else you want to mention about? I'll tell you one thing: these mo, these these mofos talking about that he can play make, he can play make. Yeah. His gravity is giving him enough space to be able to dish out passes and stuff. He still sees lobs for for either Obi or for Mitch or even Sims, future starting center. By the way, um. <laughs> <laughs> 
But um, yeah, like quickly definitely has gotten better. So like, I don't want, I'm tired of these casuals, man. Like, obviously I think he's going to be compared a lot to Maxi because they're both in the same, uh, the same draft. And then they were both in Kentucky together. They're not at all the same. But they're not. They're two completely different players. Dude, quickly. Maxi is more of a creator. Quickly. is like, he's he a can, shooter. He can, yeah. He, but he can play off the ball too. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he doesn't need to have the ball in his hands to be impactful. It's just Thibodeau doesn't know how to use him. But so real. I'm, I just want to say Maxi could play off the ball too. He, he shoots like above 30. No, no, no he could. He could. Outside. But I'm saying Maxi's mostly like, you know, going to look for his shot. Quickly knows how to play within an offense for the most part. Yeah. I mean, if there is a person to blame, you should probably blame John Calipari because he had them both playing off the ball. I mean, I think it's important to know how to play off the ball because, you know, it is a team game. You can yeah. always learn how to play on the ball, but off the ball is a very important skill. I think it was. I don't know. I just, I, I, view, I just view them very different. Like Maxi to me is just more of um, just he's more of a scorer. Quickly could like kind of facilitate. And he can like run an offense. I still think he's best as a bench like lead lead guard. But like at this point, dude, on the Knicks, he should be starting. Like I don't know who's starting at point guard over him. It's still on our that's just that's that's so annoying, dude. Yeah. I mean, Burks Burks is a six man. Like yeah. he's he's not a starter. I'm sorry. In, on any team, he's a good player, but he's just not a starter. I, on like I, at I, least a, a a good team. I mean, he's not yeah, a starter. Like yeah, on a like on a playoff team, he's like an injury replacement guy to start, or he comes off the bench. He's like maybe the sixth, seventh guy off the bench. Yeah, which isn't bad. He's a good player, but like because of the way Thibs plays him, like we hate him. You know, so I don't hate him. I hate Thibs right now. I don't, I'm not gonna blame it on Burks. I was gonna say like it. more, like more so like Nick fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the ones that's the ones that spit on Trey Young too. Yeah, I wonder if they spat on him today. He got forty three and eight, probably. Yeah, definitely, definitely spitting on him. Um, so I was gonna say who, uh, who wants to lead uh, for our uh, mistakes about the season? So, I mean, I'll just I'll just summarize mine because we kind of talked about it already, but the Timberwolves. Uh-huh. So, like, initially I said I had them at 13, um, and they're obviously way better. So, like, yeah, I didn't I didn't think that they, they would be playing this cohesive and this mature. I, I did shit on Pat Beverly a little bit, but I will give him this credit. Um, so, on the, on the Reddick pod, I think Reddick was asking about, like, what the locker room was like, and he was saying that uh, he was, like, one of the few guys – or one of the first guys, at least, that was, you know, be honest and call people out. Because you know how, like, Minnesota's locker room was, like, very soft yeah. last season? Like, because Towns is – he's not a vocal dude. But I think what one thing that Towns is is I think he's – if you have someone take that alpha role in a leadership, in, in terms of leadership, Towns will succeed, like, on the court. Like, Towns is not going to be the guy who's like Draymond, you know? He's not going to be, like, the emotional leader. That's more like, you know, Pat Bev's job. But Towns will Towns will play hard for that person. And this season, like Towns is looking, he's playing way harder than we've ever seen. Like he's he's like bullying his way into paint a lot. He's not just settling for threes. Like if you watch the San Antonio highlights, like most of his initial shots were just him driving in the paint. And then after like had that third three, he just started taking step backs left and right because he's feeling it. Um, but yeah, I just I like I like the direction it's going in. I hope they can find someone who can have that that vocal leadership in their core i think edwards could be that guy because dude his attitude is just i love his attitude so much like he's just so confident and in such a good way 
So if Edwards could take that role, I think they're going to be like one of the better, uh, better teams going forward. Nick, any thoughts about um, the Wolves again before we move on or? No, no, I, I, I think we've hit it. I, I, everything Wilkins said was, was spot on. I think I just want to ask this question. So, look, you mentioned like the alpha role. What do you think is the difference between a him uh, between Bad Bev and Jimmy Butler and how the, they like, you know, how they ha- utilize their leadership roles on this team? Because clearly think, it went bad <laughs> for for yeah. for Butler like the second season. So, like, I think the problem think the, the problem with Jimmy is that he's putting up number one numbers. Like he was average, he would put up like 20 points and like, you know, like whatever, seven, five, seven, seven rebounds, five assists, something like that. So like he's, he's someone who has more command of the offense. He kind of dictates how the team goes. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when it comes to with Towns, um, he needs to be a number one guy. So it's like Pat Bev is not taking away from Towns on the court because Pat Bev is not going to have the ball in his hands. He's just a defender and he gets open shots. But Butler could take the ball away from Towns. Like I remember one game. Um, it was like two of like I think Towns was trying to talk to Jimmy, but Jimmy was just like you know not having it, like completely ignoring him. And it was like end of the third, they're going to the bench. So it's like you you won't see Pat Bev and Towns doing that. No matter if Pat Bev will call you out, but when it's on the court, he's not gonna like at least from what I've seen, he's not gonna like shun you if you're trying to tell him something because he's all about open communication. Jimmy, I will I will I will um say this about Jimmy. He needs he should. He's, he's a very stubborn player. He only works with, like, one type of mindset. So if I'm going to consider Jimmy as a true leader, I personally wouldn't, but I do fuck with his style because if, you, if you're if you someone who is willing to play hard, you're going to fit with Jimmy. But the difference between Jimmy and Pat Bev, Pat Bev, he doesn't care if you want to work hard or not. He's going to communicate what he says to you, and, and that's it. Like, the expectations are lower from him. I'm sorry. That's like the best way I could put it. I just kind of wanted to. That's perfect. That's fine. I understand that. Like a guy, like it's for bat for Pat. You basically saying it's more off the ball. All like, uh, it's off the court too for him. Yeah, like he knows how to. I think he knows how to talk to Towns better than Jimmy did. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Nick, you don't have anything else to say about it, do you? Nope. Uh, would you like to lead with your uh thing that you got wrong? This season, yeah, I have two. I think we talked about one of them once or twice on the pod previously. I, the Chicago Bulls, I, I think, like, like uh, a lot of Knicks fans, everyone was just super low on the Bulls because a lot of like, the media narratives talking about how like how awesome their offseason was and how like, the Knicks offseason made no sense. So, the kind of a, a slight, you know, fan rivalry, and just it, the Bulls have been awesome. Uh, I, I I thought DeRozan was washed. I, I thought the defense with, with, with him and DeRozan and Levine would, would have been a mess, whereas Caruso and Lonzo have really anchored all of that. Uh, they're – what are they right now? Like a four seed or a five they're seed? four seed. Yeah. A five they're seed right now. Healthy, yeah, and <sighs> just been so much better than I thought they would be. And uh, really a commendable job to both the coaching staff and all the players for being awesome. I, this is maybe a, a career year for DeRozan at, at like what, like 31, 32. Shout out to him. The crazy, crazy good year. Yeah. Yeah. And the other was the, other? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. And my, my second one <laughs> is uh, Jason Kidd's coaching. Uh, I, I was <laughs> just like super out on it with how like kind of a joke he was in, in, in Brooklyn, not running an offense that stupid fucking video of him asking a coach to run into him, all the, the off-court drama with him wanting, like, 
all this kind of power in Milwaukee and not like jiving well with, with Giannis. And then uh, I think uh, we pull the stats up. I had my second go. Uh, Dallas is sixth in defensive rating. Uh, and, you know, having to deal with a pretty awful Porzingis, you know, he's, he's been not the same player since he, he came back from his injury. Uh, and then players like Maxi Cleaver and Dwight Powell, and you're, you're still sixth in the league in, in defensive rating. That's pretty incredible. That's all coaching right there. Yeah, shout out, <laughs> shout out, Jason. shout out, Jason Kidd, bro. What did I tell you? Their defense is gonna go from like from one of the worst to one of the best as soon as he got hired. But I will say this: I don't yeah. want to. I don't want to act like I said Jason Kidd was gonna be coach of the year or anything. But so remember, we disagreed on how we viewed Jason Kidd in like one of the earlier episodes, Steve. Yeah, I still and don't I was, like Jason Kidd. Damn, you still nothing. I because we saw this, we saw this. The first, I want to tell you both, we saw this the first year with the Bucks. They were really good with him. Do you remember? Yeah. yeah. Uh, what happened that second year? Well, okay. Here's the thing, though. Giannis liked kid, though, but I think I Giannis don't know. Giannis is a that, nice guy. I, I mean, Luca likes kid too, and Luca was apparently hard to get along with. And he's like one of those guys who's like really nice at first, and then like you spend enough time with him, you're like, oh fuck this guy, he's really fucking yeah. annoying. Yeah, actually, I'm not gonna lie. I think I think kids an asshole, and I think Lo- Luca is low key an asshole too. But in so a that's way. how they get along. <laughs> yeah, they vibe. Bro, yeah. Luca, you see Luca every time he gets fouled, he's just like yelling at the ref. I think he leads the league in technical fouls. Um, on the on the Reddick podcast, he's just throwing jabs at Reddick left and right, but like you know, in a fun way. Obviously, he's not like a dick about it. Um, but yeah, Luca's like a he's a bad boy, I think. He's not like this, like, you know, uh nice dude that he, he looks sometimes looks like he is. Yeah, I don't think I don't think I've ever thought Luke was uh was a nice guy. I I do enjoy watching. I think his, I think his rookie year I thought that because like I never saw him like you know verbally like get into it with someone until that really wasn't until the next season. Yeah, he's a bad motherfucker, man. Yeah, bad motherfucker on the court. Uh, but yeah, uh, I still disagree with you about Jason. Kidd. I'm, I will be saying I, he what he did a good job this year. He did a really good job this year. He definitely proved me wrong. But um, I still don't believe that like for the long term, like I don't know how he's, he's gonna fit. Like we'll see. Maybe if they bring guys in that like continue to, f- like I don't know what else, what else does Dallas need. Yeah, I will say one thing. I remember when you <laughs> I remember the very first game Dallas played, they were like getting blown up by Atlanta. Oh, and Steve sent me a text like, look at these uh new Jason Kidd coach Dallas Mavericks. It was like 80 something to one or something. It was, was like, oh. so bad. It was <laughs> really bad to watch, bro. Damn. Yeah. Uh speaking of the Hawks, uh leading into it, um, I that is the team. Uh, that's one of the things I got. I got a lot of things wrong this year. Let's lie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's uh let's uh, I don't want to act out, but yeah, I definitely got a lot of things wrong this year. But it's it's whatever. This is why we watch basketball. That's why we love basketball, yeah. Yeah, right. You can be right about takes, you can be wrong about take. We've got something like obviously people always disagree about like goat talk and stuff of that nature. I know that's like being brought up again because like LeBron's getting close to reaching, I think, um, I think who is number two? No, he beat, it's Kareem's number one. He beat Carl Malone right now. Yeah. But dude, shout out to LeBron, man. He's, he's, he beat Carl Malone. That's something we got to like acknowledge a little bit more. Like that shit's hard to do. Yeah. 
Just like when Carmelone had a child with a 15 year old. <laughs> it's pretty hard to do. I mean, Nick's like, just trying yeah, to stay I, neutral. I no, no, no. It's fuck Carl Malone. He's a pedophile. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. You know what? I will say this about Carl Malone. He knows his boundaries. He I knows how to mail it in. That's why they call him the mailman. <laughs> <laughs> he always delivers. Oh my God. What a <laughs> child. <laughs> no, um, I will say this about Carl Malone. Yeah, he's a piece of shit human being, but dude, as a basketball player, he's so good. Him and Stockton, bro. I'm pretty sure Stockton yeah. was actively telling people not to get the vaccine. Yeah, he's anti-vax. <laughs> and like was in like an anti-vax like documentary. He's so anti-vax. Yeah. Man. Oh my god. <laughs> What's wrong with these Utah guys, bro? Yeah, they, they were in Utah. There's something That's in the water. It, it really is the Salt Lake, bro. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> but uh, going back to things I was wrong about, like the Hawks, man. Like I was so wrong about the Hawks. I thought they'd be like a two or three seed and. They're sitting out the 10 seed. I mean, I still mm-hmm. think I know they've been dealing with a lot of injuries, but like they also have had like these these injuries were kind of like the issue last year, too. They've had injuries like I don't know if it, I think in the offseason, they're going to probably trade Hunter as good as he is when he plays for them. I just think they need a consistent guy on the court at all times. But yeah, I think they've just like their reliance on Trey's insane. It kind of reminds me of like of last year's Luca or like first year Luca, like they just kept relying on him more and more and more because they, they don't trust anybody else on the ball. And I mean, I think they started figuring out, figuring out stuff with letting bogey take the little bit more of the, uh, the on ball reps, but I don't know, man, it's just not the same. The team is not this. The team is not the same. It just, I, I could see them. I can even, they're like so up and down, up and down. Like I could see them, actually possibly taking a series is as crazy as it sounds. I could see them taking a series or I can see them getting swept. It's one or two ways. I mean, dude, they have two G League guys right now that can easily help your problem. Like Jalen Johnson and Sheriff Cooper have been killing it. And I think Cooper, especially his three point shots been looking a lot more crisp. And that was like one of his biggest things. Cause he's only like what five eleven or six, but he's a, he's a very small guard. So you have to be able to shoot if you're at that height. So, like, I think he could definitely take some pressure off of Trey next season if they bring him in. And, dude, Jalen Johnson, if, if they do Trey Hunter like you're talking about, like, Jalen Johnson, he can easily fit in that three-roll. And yeah. he's three-pointers, another one who's looked good, can get rebounds, play defense. I think I think they're, I think your prediction for the Hawks isn't as bad because they are they do have – they went to the conference finals last year with basically the same team. So, like, I'm sure they'll be good too. It's just a matter of personnel switches. And Nate McMillan might not be their their answer going forward. See, they just offered that. They just gave that dude like a I know the extension, like big, right? Big, the big deal. So I don't know, man. He's like one of the know, highest paid coaches. He's. I feel like he doesn't know how to do offense. I really feel like last year it was just a lot of people underestimating Trey, and now and also, dude, like the the amount of free throws Trey got last year. I'm not saying Trey's. Is, was relying on the free throws, but that really helped their team, you know, put other, putting them in the bonus, getting other people free throw opportunities, whereas now it's like you take that away, it kind of affects them a little bit offensively. Yeah. Uh, Nick? No, I'm good. Uh, I, I, I was I zoned out. I don't know what's going on. Uh, I, I just <laughs> thought about the, about the, the Hawks. Uh, oh, the, the Hawks, Hawks, yeah. Um, oh, yo, Clippers sorry about came that. back. I'm yeah, sorry. then Bones Highland just hit a three. Bang, bang. Um, talk about the Hawks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
I, I guess similar to whatever you guys were saying. Uh, also very low on the Hawks. Oh, no, very high on the Hawks. And uh, kind of you know, going into like our playoffs against them last year, I was like, oh, you know, Knicks and five, don't even worry about it. And, and they not only handled us, but when, made a great playoff run. So I, I was also really expecting them to, to make, you know, take the, that next step and be uh, in the upper echelon, maybe you know, in that mix in, in the East and to see that like them underperforming like this has been quite disappointing. So, you know, maybe they can figure it out again next year. Maybe like you're saying, Nate McMillan isn't that guy to like take more than the edge. Maybe they end up uh, needing someone else, but there are a lot of fun pieces there. So I, I'm hopeful it'll be better next year. They bring back Lloyd Pierce. Imagine. <laughs> <laughs> is he on the Warriors staff this year? I think he is. He was in Indiana, I thought. But oh. I think that was last year. What him yeah. and McMillan swap places? <laughs> yeah, he's the lead assistant in Indiana right now. Oh my god! <laughs> wow, you can't make yeah, this stuff up, man. Yeah, twenty twenty one. That's he went to Indiana as soon as they fought. Um, in twenty twenty one. Can't make this shit up, bro. He can't make it up. You uh, think Indiana fires Rick Carlisle and has Lloyd Pierce start for them? No, I think it just doesn't make sense because it was like none of the seat this year was his fault. Like yeah, they. Sure. They're like, like they didn't even have. They were relying on TJ Warren, and he didn't play any of the year. That's true. Like I died. I don't even know if he's gonna play again. He might get traded. Yeah, and then they like they like ended up funding the season. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, like Brogdon had his injuries. Sabonis and Turner still couldn't fit. And then they eventually traded Sabonis, and they went through the roster overhaul, and they were playing with fucking G League teams. God, Lance Stevenson was getting run. What are we doing? I like how Darren Collison's coming back in the NBA, but like he's not going to the Pacers, even though they can clearly use him. Yeah. Say what team he's part. Say what team he's part. Yeah, exactly. That's where we're at right now. That's where we're at. They brought in DJ Augustine. That was like their big trade deadline move. (laughs) It wasn't even a deadline move. He's just a buyout guy, right? Oh, was he? He was a buyout guy. Didn't even get to trade. Even worse. Hey man, shout out DJ Augustine. I think he had a good yeah, game yeah, the other day. Gabriel too. Yo, people like waiting Gabriel, man. I saw he's been playing him. good. He's been playing good. I'll give him that. Yeah, five star recruit. <laughs> oh my god, uh, rival and- Bay. <laughs> Lakers side rival big. <laughs> Ridiculous, absolutely absurd. That article. Rival big man for a role for like a not even a above average role player. Uh, any other thoughts you guys want to say before we end the pod? I know we've been running a little late. Well, just four minutes over, right? Because you said you had to be done by noon. I mean, midnight. Yeah, but I think I think um, Clint Capella is a pathetic ass center. Say that much. <laughs> uh, all he needed was a double double for me to win the parlay, and he he took one field goal. Yo, let's, go, let's go, bitch. <laughs> let's go, let's go, Jericho Sims. <laughs> Shutting down that paint. Six ten, one field goal. I just I hate that shit so much. Uh, Nick, any any thoughts before we end? No, I'm good. I, we, we got in the Carl, Carl Malone's pedophile thing, so I, I think that covers it. Let's go. I'm here for it, just not for him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, peace out, y'all. Have a good one. Stay safe out there. Solid defender. Nice passing for Gioni up top. Harley Jr. puts it up. Bang! Tim Hardaway.